Hello, I'm Jerry Hancock. We're talking today with Philip Lloyd Pearson, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And we're talking about men's issues and specifically men in counseling and what kinds of things uh, happen when men go to counseling, what they might be looking for. Maybe that's the first question to start with, um, Philip, is when a man comes in on his own for counseling, what is he typically looking for? Um, Well, I would say usually he's looking for some pretty clear directives, pretty clear, uh, um, you know, a guide to help him to get where he's going. If he's, if he's come to that point, uh, he's, and he's, he's coming in alone. Uh, he's already probably identified some breakdown in his life and he's, uh, identified the fact that he's, uh, it's whatever he's doing is not working. If a person, uh, reaches that point, he's done 80% of the work usually. Oh, really? So yeah. you so he's, that means he's open to... Yeah. I, yeah, he's listening. He's listening to something deeper, mm-hmm. and then and the then the counselor can be kind of a, a a guide in that way. So, do we assume that he's already been through months of anguish, thinking about this, working, worrying about this, working on it himself before he would seek help? Most of the time, I would yeah. say that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, so then, what's he going to need from you? Obviously, a, a sort of guide to to the process. But what's he want from you? Well, like I said, generally he's wanting answers, uh, but uh, obviously that's not going to come, you know, from an outside source. And as a, even as a man myself who wants to give answers, and, and I'm, I'm tempted by the by the uh, request, mm-hmm. uh, I have to I have to resist that temptation and, and understand that the person is going to. Uh, I'll help them explore uh, to help find those answers themselves. But this is not easy for a lot of men to go inside themselves and really do this kind of soul searching. Uh, it seems to come more easily to women. Why is that? I think they feel safer with the process. I think they feel they feel more comfortable with the process of 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 of, of not just introspection because a lot of men are quite comfortable with introspection, but um, but but be but being introspective in the company of another person. I think that's what women are more comfortable with. You know, I've thought about this. Um, men at work are always getting performance reviews and feedback from their boss and so forth. Uh, and yet when they get feedback from a spouse or a family member, they, they sort of uh, recoil at that. It's the same idea, isn't it? I mean, if you can take feedback about your professional life, why can't you take it about your personal life? Well, here's the mantra. I... I, I live by I don't I don't go where I'm not invited. So the problem with getting feedback uh, is that well, with like a work review, uh, we have to we kind of it's like going to the dentist. You know, we go for our work review, but we don't really want to hear right, that. Right, right. Um, and um, but if a person is asking for it, that's a different thing. And so you know, uh, I, I don't assume just because somebody's coming to my office in a, for counseling that they're that I can. Uh, that I can give them a review of their life. That, that, that's intrusive. That's uh, disrespectful. Right. And so I think uh, that the reason it always breaks down in, in relationships is people are giving advice without being asked for it first. Yeah. You know? Nobody wants that. We, as men, we are told to be tough, uh, just get over it, be independent, uh, not reveal our weaknesses, uh, shake it off, keep moving. <laughs> I mean, those are those messages we get as youngsters stick with us as older guys so how do we how do we change our thinking to get rid of those tapes that keep playing in our head well 
usually they change when they stop working for us. Um, it occurs to me that, the, that the, the relationship that often happens in a counselor's office um, is kind of a practice uh, relationship. It's a relationship in, w in which a man is practicing how to be introspective, how to be present in, in the relationship with another person. Uh, and so... Um, so it's sort of the paint-by-numbers thing you've talked about before. Is yeah, that... it's... it's uh, it's it's a, it's a new experience, and so uh, if the counselor is respectful and says, you know, look, we don't have to go anywhere. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crack you open. You know, I've had people tell me, okay, you know, do what you do. Well, it's like, well, I'm not gonna go anywhere that that uh, that you haven't identified that I can go to. Um, but then it becomes kind of a, a practice for the man to. Um, Okay, where do I want to go? Right. You know, I'm. You know, rather than, you know, if I've if I'm used to being in relationships where, say, my wife has told me, "Here's what's wrong with you. Here's what's wrong with you," well, then uh, I'm in a I'm in a, a defensive mode right there already. Um, that's not the way to do a relationship, and so I wouldn't expect it's not going to work in a counseling relationship either. If they come in there and the and the and the counselor is berating them about this or that. So, so the defensiveness uh, is going to get in the way of hearing anything you say or the spouse or anyone else says, right? Right, and you know, and and here's the thing: <clears throat> most of us men have not. We 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 find ourselves in defensive uh, attitudes, but we're really not very good at defending ourselves. Hmm. Uh, so, if if we're getting advice, for instance, when we're not asking for advice, we need to tell that person, whether it's our wife or whatever. Look, I'm not asking for your advice. I'd appreciate it if you'd not give it to me uh, without my asking. You know, it, that feels hurtful. It feels intrusive. You know. And so that's, that's the way we defend ourselves in a respectful way. Uh, but if we're going to, you know, if somebody's going to dish it out, and then we're just going to get defensive and then dish it out back, uh, it's not going to go nowhere. Um, as you know, Men in Balance is focused on spiritual development for men. And I'm just thinking that I've talked to a lot of men who... Uh, have given up on their spiritual life because they got turned off by the church early in their life or religion or whatever. Um, so if a man is searching to improve himself, is it a given that he's got to build into that a spiritual component and does he have to reconcile all these ideas he's had about his own spirituality? Well, okay. The... Um, I, uh, well, I call it, I, I, I use the word soul. Uh, I, I think at the core of everybody, there is a, there's a desire to be right with oneself. Now, how does he find that? What guides does he use? Does he use the church? Does he use, you know, uh, sacred writings or whatever? Um, uh, so, I, but I think that we're just trying to be right with ourselves, right with, you know, what, uh, uh, you know, where do I feel at home? Now we call that. Where do I call that? You know, in spiritual home. I don't know. So, um, so, so I don't know if I. I don't know. Um, so, but we're looking for spiritual, or, or maybe not spiritual, but congruity in our own personality. Congruity. That's the word. That's a yeah. good word. Yeah. We want to be. I want my outsides to be congruent with my insides. So, as men, when we get to a certain age in life and things aren't falling in place the way they're. Should we realize the incongruity may be in the way? Is that 
that. Yeah, exactly. And so I, that's that's when I develop some sort of symptoms or breakdown, is that when my outside life is incongruent with my inside life. And uh, spirituality, I would say, is the is the practice of uh, of knowing one's insides. Uh, and I'm I'm using geography here. I don't know if it's inside or outside, but it's uh, introspective. Right. Yeah. So, um, my experience is that when I finally decide for myself that I need to change something through whatever method, either counseling or reading or feedback or whatever, I can do that pretty readily. Uh, So, awareness seems to me to be the big issue in most men in terms of making changes. Is that true or not? Uh, Awareness. Just becoming Uh, aware that there's something that needs to be fixed? Yeah, and, and, and that I play a part in it, uh, self-awareness, that I have a part to play in that I could, I, could, uh, I could change the trajectory of my life by something that I do. I, when, I, when I discover that I have that power, then I'm probably going to want to look at how I can do that differently. I talked to a man uh, last week, in fact, who uh, was going through a divorce and he basically acknowledged that it was his hard-nosed attitude that broke up the marriage, but uh, even so, he didn't seem like he was ready to change that for the future. Um, that, that's, a, <laughs> that's a pretty big price to pay, isn't it? Right, yeah. Oh, well, another one bites the dust, you know? <laughs> so, so why are we so stubborn about that? Um, well, I, you know, again, talking about the outsides and the insides, I would say I would be... Uh, in, in that man's case, I would be reluctant to uh, to call him stubborn because it could be just what I'm seeing on the outside. He may know himself that he's uh, that that things aren't working, but but he ha- he's not at the place where he can say uh, I, to to another man or to someone else, "I don't know what to do." Right. So admit, admitting that he doesn't have the tools is the real issue, is it not? That's a huge, huge. Uh, mountain to climb that when I say I don't know what to do uh, a man has had to break down everything he's learned about being a man Mm. to say I don't know what to do and yet that's a requirement to have an intimate relationship it's a requirement to to ultimately be in any kind of uh, uh, spiritual uh, position in life is to not be God not to be everything right but that also seems to me might be the reason he would resist counseling if he does, because he knows he's got to be pretty vulnerable, pretty open, and yeah, in a way that he hasn't had to do before. That's right, and you know, and I think it. I think people are, uh, and men especially, are. Uh, I don't. I don't find a problem with somebody being skeptical about counselors, uh, counseling, or counselors uh, in particular. Um, uh, they counselors are people. And so the you know a man comes in an office and he says, "Well, what does this guy have to offer me? What, why is, why is, why am I going to assume that his life is better off than mine?" Mm-hmm. And I think he's right to ask that question. He shouldn't assume that. Right. Uh, and I uh, I think he needs to check things out. <laughs> but on the other hand, I've, I've suggested to men that rather than just say, "Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you?" and and let that be the extent of their interaction, that they maybe ask a more probing question of each other uh, that requires them to actually think about the answer 
as a way of sort of breaking this habit we have as men of just staying on a surface level. Is that? Is oh that... yeah, that's a that's a great suggestion. I think that's a, it's a powerful suggestion to. Uh, it's the it's a, it's a small way that we can we can challenge, uh, you know, the way that we do at regular interactions. I've done men's groups before where I've suggested that the men uh, that that they not ask the question, "What do you do?" Mm. Because we define ourselves so much by what I do, right. and if if we just refrain from asking that one question, then I have to ask myself, well, "Okay, what else am I going to ask yeah. about well, this person?" I, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I wanted to go there for a minute. There's a lot of folks, a lot of men who have either lost their jobs, who have had to take um, less demanding jobs or whatever during this uh, recent downturn in the economy. Uh, so, what special issues do they face as far as their own self-image and all of that well they're they're having to face uh defining themselves in a different way than what they do and it's uh it's an unfortunate um it's, it's an unfortunate thing that men especially are going to struggle with that but it's true uh, a man loses his job and and he's often lost his definition of himself and uh, uh he he will have to this is a midlife crisis he will have to uh uh, he'll have to ask himself, who am I other than what I do? And I hope he finds an answer to that because there's more. Um, I know men are notoriously bad at taking care of their physical health, so I guess it's no surprise that they don't take care of their mental health either. But uh, you would think that maybe occasionally they might pick up a book that would be helpful in that regard. Do you do you have some books that you recommend for men that they um, look at as far as for being more self-aware, developing their own well, I, you know, I, I wouldn't go there. Just, just the way I would answer that question is that I, I, um, I'm resistant to come up with a title of a book. Okay. <laughs> but what I, uh, uh, the practice is about being self-aware. Whether it's about my physical body, I mean, this is the whole training of men. We're, we've been taught to dissociate from my from my body, from my uh, emotions. And so I don't know how I feel. I don't know how my body feels. Mm. And so if we'll just simply do that, if we'll just simply give ourselves the permission to act, to to uh, to treat my body uh, with respect as if it might need a little uh, attention. It, if I will simply uh, attend to my heart as in my my feelings as if it, they might need a little attention. Then maybe I can, I can negotiate a relationship. Maybe then I can uh, tend to the uh, the signs that I'm getting, be they physically or emotionally, mm. that would guide me. And the opposite of that, of course, is to stuff all that down and hope we can keep it down until it finally gets to us emotionally. Absolutely. Or, or but physically. but 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 imagine that uh, that there's something bigger going on. May, imagine that there's a. Uh, this is, I'm going to get into flights of fantasy here, but imagine that there's a, uh, a spirit or there's a soul or whatever you want to call it that has a, a purpose in life, that has something that, that needs to be done. And yet it keeps getting repressed by all these, all the to-do lists and, and, and the aches and pains that aren't being attended to. Well, listen, if I'm that spirit, I'm that soul, I'm going to be knocking on the door pretty loudly right. to try to get your attention. Uh, and so if I keep, if, if I keep ignoring all those signs, I'm just, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm asking for more symptoms. Wow. So that's pretty, that's pretty powerful, uh, pretty powerful ideas. 
Philip, thanks so much for being with us. Philip Lord Pearson, the licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, lots of good ideas here for men, and uh, we'll be talking in other interviews about couples and uh, male-female counseling, all of the issues that may come up there. So join us for those as well. I'm Jerry Hancock for Men in Balance. Thanks for listening.